check, check. One, two, check. Mic's on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. Welcome back to another edition of Mike's On. This is episode 44, and this week we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Thought I'd bring in a heavy hitter, you know, like a Hollywood star. Matthew McConaughey. Everybody say hello to Matthew McConaughey. Oh, he's not here. Actually, we're going to do a little excerpt from his new book, Green Lights, by Matthew McConaughey. This is not a traditional memoir. Yes, I tell stories from the past, but I have no interest in nostalgia sentimentality, or the retirement most memoirs require. This is not an advice book either. Although I like preachers, I'm not here to preach and tell you what to do. This is an approach book. I'm here to share stories, insights, and philosophies that can be objectively understood, and if you choose, subjectively adopted, by either changing your reality or changing how you see it. This is a playbook based on adventures in my life. Adventures that have been significant, enlightening, and funny, sometimes because they were meant to be, but mostly because they didn't try to be. I'm an optimist by nature, and humor has been one of my great teachers. It has helped me deal with pain, loss, and lack of trust. I'm not perfect. No, I step in it all the time and recognize it when I do. I've just learned how to scrape it off my boots and carry on. We all step in it from time to time. We hit roadblocks, we get sick, we don't get what we want, we cross thousands of could-have-done-betters and wish that I wouldn't have happened in life. Stepping in it is inevitable. So let's either see it as good luck or figure out how to do it less often. I've been in this life for 50 years, trying to work out its riddle for 42 and keeping diaries of clues to that riddle for the last 35 Notes about successes and failures, joys and sorrows, things that made me marvel and things that made me laugh out loud. 35 years of realizing, remembering, recognizing, gathering, and jotting down what has moved me or turned me on along the way. How to be fair, how to have less stress, how to have fun, how to hurt people less, how to get hurt less, how to be a good man, how to get what I want, how to have meaning in life, how to be more me. I never wrote things down to remember. I always wrote things down so I could forget. The idea of revisiting my life and musings was a daunting one. I wasn't sure if I'd enjoy the company. Recently, I worked up the courage to sit down with those diaries and have a look at the 35 years of writing about who I've been over the last 50. And you know what? I enjoyed myself more than I thought I would. I laughed. I cried. I realized I had remembered more than I expected and forgot less. What did I find? I found stories I witnessed and experienced, lessons I learned and forgot, poems, prayers, prescriptions, answers to questions I had, reminders of questions I still have, affirmations for certain doubts, beliefs about what matters, theories on relativity, and a whole bunch of bumper stickers. I found consistent ways that I approached life that gave me more satisfaction at the time and still. I found a reliable theme, so I packed up those journals and took a one-way ticket to solitary confinement in the desert, where I began writing what you hold now, an album, a record, a story of my life so far. Things I witnessed, dreamed, chased, gave, and received. Truth bombs that interrupted my space and time in ways I could not ignore. 
contracts I have made with myself, many of which I live up to, most of which I still pursue. These are my sights and scenes, felts and figured outs, cools and shamefuls, graces, truths, and beauties of brutality, initiations, invitations, calibrations, and graduations, getting away withs, getting caughts, and getting wets trying to dance between the raindrops, rites of passage, all between or on the other sides of persistence and letting go on the way to the science of satisfaction in this great experiment called life. Hopefully it's medicine that tastes good. A couple of aspirin instead of the infirmary, a spaceship to Mars without needing your pilot's license, going to church without having to be born again, and laughing through the tears. It's a love letter to life. The sole objective is the pursuit of the singular finish with only the arrival in sight. This is what brings us together. How did I get here? I've earned a few scars getting through this rodeo of humanity. I've been good at it. I've been not so good at it. And ultimately, I've found some pleasure in all of it either way. Here are some facts about me to help set the table. I am the youngest brother of three and the son of parents who were twice divorced and thrice married to each other. We grew up saying I love you to each other. We meant it. I got whipped until my butt bled for putting on a Cracker Jack tattoo when I was 10. When I first threatened to run away from home, my parents packed my bags for me. My dad wasn't there the day I was born. He called my mom and said, only thing I have to say is if it's a boy, don't name him Kelly. The only thing I ever knew I wanted to be was a father. I learned to swim when my mom threw me in the Llano River and I was either going to float off the rocky waterfall 30 yards downstream or make it to the bank. I made it to the bank. I was always the first one to wear out the knees in my tough skin jeans. For two years, I led the under-12 soccer league in red cards as a goalie. When I kept whining about my lone pair of tennis shoes being old and out of fashion, my mom told me, quit griping and I'll take you to meet the boy with no feet. I was blackmailed into having sex for the first time when I was 15. I was certain I was going to hell for the premarital sex. Today, I am merely certain that I hope that's not the case. I was molested by a man when I was 18 while knocked unconscious in the back of a van. I've done peyote in Real de Catorce, Mexico, in a cage with a mountain lion. I've had 78 stitches sewn into my forehead by a veterinarian. I've had four concussions from falling out of four trees, three of them on a full moon. I bongoed naked until the cops arrested me. I resisted arrest. I applied to Duke, UT Austin, Southern Methodist, and Grambling for my college education. I got accepted to three out of the four. I've never felt like a victim. I have a lot of proof that the world is conspiring to make me happy. I've always gotten away with more in life than in my dreams. I've had many people give me poems that I did not know I wrote. I've been naive, evil, and a cynic but I am most fearless in my belief of my and mankind's benevolence and the common denominator of values among us. I believe the truth is only offensive when we're lying. I was raised on existential outlaw logic, a carnation of malaprops full of fictitious physics, because if it wasn't true, it ought to be. There was nothing fictitious about the love, though. The love was real, bloody sometimes, but never in question. I learned early on how to get relative, how to deal. 
I learned resilience, consequence, responsibility, and how to work hard. I learned how to love, laugh, forgive, forget, play, and pray. I learned how to hustle, sell, charm, turn a tide, make a downfall, my upfall, and spin a yarn. I learned how to navigate highs and lows, hugs and blows, assets and deficits, love songs and epithets, especially when faced with the inevitable. This is a story about getting relative with the inevitable. This is a story about green lights. This is the first 50 years of my life, of my resume so far, on the way to my eulogy. What's a green light? Green lights mean go, advance, carry on, continue. On the road, they are set up to give the flow of traffic the right of way, and when scheduled properly, more vehicles catch more green lights in succession. They say, proceed. In our lives, they are an affirmation of our way. Their approvals, support, praise, gifts, gas on our fire, attaboys, and appetites. Their cash money, birth, springtime, health, success, joy, sustainability, innocence, and fresh starts. We love green lights. They don't interfere with our direction. They're easy. They're a shoeless summer. They say yes and give us what we want. Green lights can also be disguised as yellow and red lights. A caution, a detour, a thoughtful pause, an interruption, a disagreement, indigestion, sickness and pain, a full stop, a jackknife, an intervention, failure, suffering, a slap in the face, death. We don't like yellow and red lights. They slow us down or stop our flow. They're hard. They're a shoeless winter. They say no, but sometimes give us what we need. Catching green lights is about skill, intent, context, consideration, endurance, anticipation, resilience, speed, and discipline. We can catch more green lights by simply identifying where the red lights are in our life and then change course to hit fewer of them. We can also earn green lights, engineer and design for them. We can create more and schedule them in our future, a path of least resistance, through force of will, hard work, and the choices we make. We can be responsible for green lights. Catching green lights is also about timing, the world's timing and ours, when we are in the zone, on the frequency, and with the flow. We can catch green lights by sheer luck because we are in the right place at the right time. Catching more of them in our future can be about intuition, karma, and fortune. Sometimes catching green lights is about fate. Navigating the Autobahn of life in the best way possible is about getting relative with the inevitable at the right time. The inevitability of a situation is not relative. When we accept the outcome of a given situation as inevitable, then how we choose to deal with it is relative. We either persist and continue in our present pursuit of our desired result, pivot and take a new tack to get it, or concede altogether and tally one up for fate. We push on, call an audible, or wave the white flag, and live to fight another day. The secret to our satisfaction lies in which of these we choose to do, when. This is the art of living. I believe everything we do in life is part of a plan. Sometimes the plan goes as intended, and sometimes it doesn't. That's part of the plan. Realizing this is a green light in itself. The problems we face today eventually turn into blessings in the rearview mirror of life. In time, yesterday's red light leads us to a green light. All destruction eventually leads to construction. All death eventually leads to birth. 
all pain eventually leads to pleasure. In this life or the next, what goes down will come up. It's a matter of how we see the challenge in front of us and how we engage with it. Persist, pivot, or concede. It's up to us, our choice, every time. This is a book about how to catch more yeses in a world of no's and how to recognize when a no might actually be a yes. This is a book about catching green lights and realizing that the yellows and reds eventually turn green. Green lights, by design and on purpose. Good luck. If all that I would want to do would be to sit and talk to you, would you listen? Matthew McConaughey, age 12. Thanks for listening. We will be taking a break next week. Enjoy the holiday. Mike's off. Join us in the weeks to come as we learn and grow 